Good evening, everybody. Oh, yeah. Amen. How y'all doing? Oh, yeah. yeah. See some familiar faces, but I also see some new faces. So I want to welcome all the newcomers. Very thankful you guys to come out. Hope everybody has had a good first week getting back into the swing of things. I know I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. And looking forward to jumping back in here to our Thursday night ministry series on Exodus. It's going to be tremendous. And tonight's a little, just a little um, foretaste, a little teaser, whet your appetite uh, for this marvelous content that we're going to be getting into this semester on Exodus. And i got some new, good news for y'all. Y'all right. like good news? Yeah. I like good news. Yeah. You know, Facebook app, you know, it has the news feed, right? Yeah. So you can scroll, you can scroll, you can scroll. Sometimes it's cool stuff, sometimes it's good stuff, sometimes it's bad stuff. Well, guess what? i got some news feed for y'all. All right. And this is some news feed that, you know, you never want it to go away when you scroll. Yeah. You know how I just, if you don't like it, you just scroll. Well, I'm going to tell you guys tonight, the news that I got for y'all, you never, ever, 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 until it's completed, want it to go away from your news feed. Yeah. Because right. it's good news. Yeah. And not only that, among all the other news going on, this is the news. This is what's going on. That's right. Did you, do you want to know? Yeah. Neil, brother, do you want to know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, this great news that should never, ever leave our news feed that we should enter into concerns the greatest prophecy in the Bible. Amen. You want to know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to come to it. Okay, how about we have verses here from Matthew chapter 16? And how about, um, let's see, I'm going to read 15 and 16 to you guys, and then y'all read 17 and 18 all together, then we're going to just walk through them briefly, okay? All right, 15, he said to them, but you... Who do you say that I am? So the he there, that's the Lord Jesus. The, the you there, that's the disciples. And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Okay, y'all on 17 and 18, ready, go. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are here, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So the greatest prophecy in the Bible is somewhere in these verses. I'm going to point it out here pretty soon. Let's just walk through right here. Okay, this is the Lord Jesus talking to the disciples, but you, who do you say that I am? This is the million dollar question. Who is Jesus? Who is the Son of Man? Right. And Simon Peter, um, according to his disposition, he jumps out there yeah. first among all the other disciples. And he answered, you are the Christ, right. the Son of the living God. And then Jesus tells him, you're blessed. Amen. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's a real blessing to see yeah. this Christ, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Yeah. And he said, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, right. but my Father who is in the heavens. Amen. And I think we can all testify, at least we've seen something concerning the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Maybe it's been in a Bible study, one-on-one -on -one appointment, Thursday night ministry series, and one of the bros or one of the sisters there just ministering Christ, ministering the word, and boom, you got a light bulb moment. You see something of the Christ. Yeah. You see something yeah. of the Son of the living God. Right. Blessed are you, 
Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Right. That full-timer did not reveal that to you. Right. That other student did not reveal exactly. that to you. They were just a channel for the yes. Father God to reveal this wonderful person yeah. and his wonderful work. Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. And Christ here, this points to the Lord Jesus as the anointed one, Amen. the commissioned one to fulfill God's purpose Amen. concerning his work in the way of God becoming a man in incarnation, yeah. living a human life, expressing God, dying on the cross for judicial redemption, resurrecting, ascending, dispensing himself into man and coming back his second time. Marvelous, marvelous work that the Christ is doing Amen. to fulfill God's purpose. Amen. And he's the son of the living God. He's the embodiment and expression of God. All the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But he here's the kicker. You know, this wonderful person, the Lord Jesus, who we've seen something concerning his person. We've seen something concerning his work or we wouldn't be here tonight. There is a wonderful and I also say to you. Right. Right. There is a speaking of also. also. It's marvelous to see something concerning his person. It's marvelous to see something concerning the Lord's work. But you know what? That very person whom we're seeing, whom the Father is revealing, yeah. he has an also speaking to us. Amen. There's something in addition that he wants to reveal to us. Yeah. And it's a way of um, the Lord Jesus Christ, I would say, tenderly and gently opening what's deep within him, right. what's deep on his heart. All the way since, since eternity past, his heart's deep longing. Yeah. And this brings us to the greatest prophecy in the Bible. That's right. I want you guys to underline this. I will build my church. Amen. Let's say that together. One, two, three. I will build my church. This is the greatest prophecy in the Bible. That's right. Wait a minute, Trey. How do you know that, man? Well, you just consider the Bible. From beginning to end, it's a book of building. You begin in Genesis 2 with building materials. The whole Old Testament is about the tabernacle and the temple. Yeah. You come to the New Testament. Christ is there, tabernacling among men. Yeah. Then you have him producing the church, which is the house of the living God. The dwelling place of God. And then, of course, the Bible ends in the New Jerusalem. Right. It's a city. It's a building. This main subject of the Bible and the goal of the Bible is this wonderful building that Christ is referencing here with a determined resolution of I will build my church. Amen. You touch the spirit behind these words, it'll wreck you. Yeah. The Lord Jesus is determined, resolute will. I will build my church. Yeah, that's right. It's not a matter of if I'll get to build a church, but when I get to build a church. And if I can gain some people's cooperation to help me, then I can get it faster. Feeling that, bro? Yeah. We want the Lord to get his builded church. Yeah. He's been building for 2,000 years. Ever since his process of death and resurrection, ascension and being poured out at Pentecost, he's been building, and I would say, brothers and sisters, we come to a marvelous time to be a Christian. After yeah. 2,000 years right. of the Lord's building work, here we are. I would say, I believe, y'all, that we were in the final stage of this building process. And it's an exciting time to be a Christian. Because I would say we, and God's people alive today, have the opportunity to fit in this last piece, this last stage of God's building work, so that this will trigger the Lord's second coming. The Lord will establish his kingdom on this earth. And hopefully, um, we won't have to see death, brothers and sisters. We'll be alive when the Lord comes back.
that contributes, yeah. that is a factor to contribute to the Lord's eternal purpose, which is to have his built church for his rest, for his satisfaction, and for his expression. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord here in Matthew 16, he didn't give us very many details concerning what's going on with this church. Right. What is this building work that needs to happen? Yeah. Who is involved? What are the steps that need to be taken? You know, this is the most marvelous building in the universe. Way more marvelous than the Burj Khalifa that is in Dubai that I visited with my wife and Katie and Trevor Lee. It's amazing. This building is way better. Way better. But with any, any building, you need a design and you need some specific definite steps for this building process to take place so that this building work can be consummated in this wonderful entity. And um, what's really beautiful, y'all, is that, you know, we have the saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah, and what's awesome about the Bible is that the Old Testament is a picture of, a, of the New Testament reality. Right. And so continuing in Exodus, like Kyle already pointed, we're going to be getting into this matter of the tabernacle. And the tabernacle in the Old Testament was God's movable dwelling place. Of course, the spiritual reality, the fulfillment of that tabernacle is seen in the church, in the New Testament as God's dwelling place. But a picture is worth a thousand words. So we're going to continue in Exodus and see this matter concerning the tabernacle and all its details. And that's what we have here in Exodus 25, 8 and 9. Yeah. And let's read that all together. Ready, go. And let them make a sanctuary for me that I may dwell in their midst. According to all that I show you, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its utensils, even so shall you make it. Brothers and sisters, God is still speaking this word today. Let them make a sanctuary for me that I may dwell in their midst. In this sanctuary, it's the tabernacle seen in verse 9. And so what we're going to be getting into, y'all, is these details concerning the tabernacle, which are going to show us Christ in our, and is going to show us our experience of Christ in a very specific and particular way that we have to be in if God is going to have his building right. church. Amen. If the greatest prophecy is going to be fulfilled in our lifetime, he needs a group of people that see and enter into all the experiences that we have here of the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of its utensils, so shall you make it. Amen. So I hope you guys are excited for the opportunity that we have this semester seeing all these wonderful details yeah. concerning the tabernacle, which is a sign of a spiritual rally, which is the church today, so that God can complete his final stage of his building work and the greatest prophecy in the Bible can be fulfilled in our lifetime and we contribute to it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I'm going to pass it off to C. Hall here and he's going to continue with another awesome prophecy and some application. Okay. Amen. All right, how we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Did, you, did you get that? You know, Trevor used to be a uh, Trevor used to be a quarterback. So sometimes when he shares, he just slides it. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> you gotta be ready. You gotta be ready to catch it now. You gotta be ready to catch it. Introduction 
to two major points we'll be covering in the book of Exodus right. this semester. Right. It's a New Testament introduction to two major points we'll be covering in Exodus this semester. Now, that may sound kind of funny. Why not just talk about Exodus, right? Okay, the reason we can do this, my brothers and my sisters, is because the Bible is one awesome book. Right. You know, it's had 40-plus authors. It was written over thousands of years. It was written by Jews, by Gentiles, by prophets, by people who would have had the equivalent of a modern-day Ph.D. It was written by farmers and by shepherds. So many different people from so many different cultures, places, periods of time. Yet, book by book by book by book, consistency. There are themes that span the entirety of Scripture and tie this one awesome, glorious book together and communicate God to us. Yes. You know, the Bible means the book. The book. That's what it means. That's right. This is the book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, point number one that we covered the greatest prophecy in the Bible I will build my church. Mm -hmm. And the picture in the book of Exodus. It's why nearly half the entire book is on this very one thing, is the tabernacle. All the details, all the specificities, how it's arranged, all these things show God's heart and intention. I will build my church. That's right. Okay, now point number two is what there must be if God's church will be built. Right. What must take place if the builded church will be finished. Okay? That sound good? Yeah. Okay. Let's read some scripture. Yeah. This is Matthew 23, 1 through 3. Why don't you go ahead and read verse 1. Ready, go. And Jesus came out from the temple and was going away. And his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. In verse 2. But he answered and said to them, Do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, there shall by no means be left here a stone upon a stone, which shall not be thrown down. Okay, so Jesus and the disciples, they're in Jerusalem. They're there around the temple, and the disciples are showing Jesus. He's God in the flesh, but they're showing him. Yeah. Man, Jesus, look at this, man. It's so cool. Yes. They're showing him. And Jesus probably not that impressed, probably not that impressed, because there's a big turn that's taking place, and he's making a building inside of man, okay? He's not that interested in the outward anymore, a lot more interested in the inward, okay? They're asking him, and Jesus says, I'm going to tell you what, there's going to be a time where all these beautiful stones, this glorious building that is the center of the entirety of your culture, they ain't going to be left a stone on stone. That's right. The entire thing going to be gone. Now, we don't have a real good equivalent for that, but for UT life, it would almost be like we're there with Jesus, we're around the stadium, DKR, 100,000 people, we're there, and Jesus says, I'm going to tell you what, that may seem impressive, not come today, there's not going to be a stone upon a stone left on this giant, giant construction. That fails in comparison to what the temple was for the Jews, but you get the idea. Okay, then they ask him a question in verse 3. Let's read it. Ready, go. Yeah. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, 
and what will be the sign of your coming and of the consummation of the age. Okay, now just think about this. Raise your hand if you would like to know when Jesus is coming back. Okay, a few of us. Good, good. Nearly 100%. We're going to get there, though. We're going to get 100% by the end of the semester. Okay. We want to know when Jesus is coming back, right? We want to know that. Okay, good thing that we have the Bible, and we, we don't have to wonder. We don't have to wonder. Man, what? I mean, what? I mean, just no, nobody knows. Nobody knows what will, you know, cause Jesus to come back. It's a mystery. No, we don't have to wonder that. Because we have the Bible. Let's say praise the Lord for the Bible. Praise the Lord for the Bible. And let's read verse 14. Ready, go. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole inhabited earth for a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Okay, when, when does the end come? Jesus, what? Tell me, when's the end going to come? Just say gospel. <laughs> gospel. Okay, you're going to try it again. Gospel. Uh, let's try it. Gospel! Okay. <laughs> $50,000. Okay, Jesus will come back when the gospel of the kingdom has been preached to the entire inhabited earth. Yes. Okay, now we're talking New Testament and we're talking picture in Exodus. Okay, the church is God's building. Okay, to build a building, you need some materials. Sure. I don't have to be an engineer to know that. But I do have a college degree. You need some materials to build a building. Exactly. Okay. Now, if the church is God's building, right. we're going to need some materials. Who do you think the materials are? I said who? Who do you think the materials are for God's building? Us. And a whole lot of other people. That's right. Maybe people who don't have your same skin color. <laughs> Maybe people who don't even speak the same language as you. <laughs> the whole inhabited earth. Amen. The whole inhabited earth. Yes. Then the end will come. Right. Okay. Building, church, needs some material. The church will never get built if the gospel is not preached. Yeah. Now, if that thing gets finished. Yeah. Why would Jesus not come back? Right. The answer is, he would. he would. If I go to Whataburger, and I say, I want a triple meat, triple cheese on Texas toast, jalapenos, extra pickles, sub mayonnaise, no mustard, I'm going to come back when that thing's ready. <laughs> I, I will come back. When that thing is ready, right. I'm going to come back. I'm not, I will not delay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I would not delay when that thing is ready. Okay? Brothers and sisters, when the church is built, Jesus will not delay. He will not delay. That requires, it requires that the gospel be preached. Right. Okay, now, the picture in Exodus of what we're talking about right now is the priestly service. Mm. 
the priests, the garments that they wear, what they do, the offerings they offer up to God, all the specificities and the things that they do, the lives that they lead, how they're sanctified completely unto God to serve Him. This is a picture of our preaching the gospel to build the church. If you don't believe me, let's just read the Bible. Sure. How about Romans 15, 16? Ready to go. That I might be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, a laboring priest of the gospel of God. Okay, let's stop there. Say laboring priest. Laboring priest. Say laboring priest. Laboring priest. Okay, keep going. In order that this offering of the Gentiles... Okay, somebody say offering. Offering. Okay, keep going. ...be acceptable, having been sanctified in the Holy Spirit. When Paul is writing the book of Romans here, you can get a, you can get a, a, a window into what he sees when he reads the book of Exodus. Right. When he sees the priestly service, you can see what's going on in his mind. That's right. He's thinking... Not just priests offering up bulls and goats. Right. He's thinking priests offering up people mm. who are saved and sanctified completely unto God. Mm. You can get a window into what he sees here. Brothers and sisters, this is us. Yeah. This is us. Mm. Okay, now, you may not know this, but right now, mm -hmm. right now, mm. there is something taking place on the earth that we will talk about for time untold in the kingdom of God. That's right. There's something taking place on the earth now. Mm -hmm. The biggest migration in human history is happening. Did you know that? Even bigger than the children of Israel, which actually happened. Right. About two million people got up out of Egypt and walked into the desert. Mm -hmm. Okay. The biggest migration in human history is currently happening. Mm -hmm. People from all over the Middle East, mainly Syria, some from Iran, all over the Middle East. Yeah. They're getting up because they've lost absolutely everything. And they're finding any way they can to get out of that region, to get into Europe, to get into the United States, to get wherever. Now, don't think about that politically. Take, take off your well-groomed political hat and let's remember that we're firstly citizens of the kingdom of God. Amen. Brothers and sisters, do you think, you think that's all that's just by chance? Or may, maybe, maybe the sovereign God is working, orchestrating in the midst of human suffering to draw the hearts of men and women unto himself yeah. to build his church. You, right. you think? You think it? Mm -hmm. Might be. No. Maybe. It is. <laughs> it is. You know, if a region, if an entire region will not open to the gospel, it looks hard for man, but it's no problem for God. That's right. You know what he says? That's easy. I'll just remove all the people from the region. And I'll get them to a place where they can hear the gospel. Mm -hmm. That's what's taking place right now. Right. We're going to be in the kingdom, brothers. We're going to be thinking, oh, man, we were on the earth. 
We were on the earth when thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Muslims received Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. Not only did they think he was a good prophet, but they believed into him for the forgiveness of their sins. You guys remember that? That was incredible. Maybe, maybe we'll be there and Timothy will be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I got to go. I got to go to Europe and open my mouth and bring the gospel to those people. How about that? How about that? This is just to help remind us, brothers and sisters, we are not on this earth for a college degree alone. Too low. Too low. I hope that was not on. I mean, I mean, I hope I hope you graduate. I hope you do a great job. But I hope that was not on your tombstone. You know what I mean? I graduated with a four point five. <laughs> How about instead? There's person after person who testifies. They brought me to God. They brought me. God, I owe my life and my family and my future to this person because they brought the gospel to me. Not all of us can go to Europe, to Germany, where there's thousands upon thousands of Muslims pouring in every day who have lost everything and are open to just any human care. Not all of us can go. But the nations also do come here. That's true. Well over 100 plus nations, 150 plus nations represented here at this university every single year. 8,000 new freshmen come wave upon wave upon wave upon wave upon wave upon wave. That's right. They come every year like clockwork. Yep. And my brothers and my sisters, the fields are white yes. for harvest. So this summer, of course, we're going to be doing the summer internship. It's a very easy way to say, Jesus, I'm open to give you some time for me to be trained yes. to do the very thing that I'm living on the earth for. Mm -hmm. I've spent 20 years in school training my mind, studying. I'm, I'm open to give you a little time to train me how to talk about you. How to share good news yeah. of who you are and what you've done with others who are my age. Yes. I'll give you a bit. It's a short amount of time, but here I am. I'd like to learn. That's right. So, brothers and sisters, how about that? You excited about the book of Exodus? Oh, yeah. God's building, the priesthood and priestly service is what we're going to be in. Of course, we'll be in all other kind of things. And uh, now, I'm going to pray. And then what's going to happen is somebody else is going to take the reins here, and I, I don't know who that is. But I would, I would just guess by the time we end our prayer here to the Lord that that, that will take place. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for uh, bringing us back. Thank you we're here. Thank you we can live unto you. We love being a part of your house. We love living for your eternal purpose. Lord, we worship you, God, and we give you this entire semester. Yes. We all these times on Thursday nights, mm -hmm. all the times in between.